Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 130. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores. And I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials everywhere at flores.run. Hope you are having an amazing week. Uh, my week has been very, very nice. The last few weeks have actually been good. We were in Ohio last week. I recorded the intro for Kayla's episode there. Just good times getting to hang out with some friends, do some things, played some darts at the Ruckmore. If anyone's familiar with the Ruckmore in Columbus, my buddy Chuck that we stay with, he uh, goes there quite a bit uh, because he's just made friends with the people over there. And it's just a really cool place to hang out. It used to be, it's a little divey, you know, it's a cash only kind of joint, but ton of fun. And uh, yeah, me, Josh and Chad kind of hung out there, played some darts, had some PBRs and it was a, it was a good time. Um, but other than that, yeah, we went went there, went to Pennsylvania, got some runs in in Pennsylvania, which was nice, hitting some of those hills. Uh, it's felt good to get back on the road a little bit, uh, getting some miles in. I think I looked this morning, I'm at like 29 miles for the month right now. Um, what's today? Today's the 19th. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting there. I'm starting to pick up the mileage and stuff again, which is nice. Slowly getting miles on my feet. Um, more will come to that later of like the purpose of that. But uh, I haven't forgotten about the 50 state journey writing. I know I needed to do a recap for the end. And for those of you new to the show, um, on my race report blog, I said I was going to do 52 posts, one starting the journey, then all 50 states, and then one finishing the journey. And the journey finished in October and I still haven't done that post. Um, next week I have an episode on excuses, so you can bring it up then, but, uh, I've had lots of schoolwork, lots of regular work stuff. And I just want to make sure I'm focusing on that stuff. That's important. And then I'll be able to kind of give that post what it's due. Uh, there's just so many memories, so many thoughts, so many things that run through my head with that. And I don't want to rush through it. Um, but again, episode next week about excuses, you'll be able to call me out there and I'll probably call myself out quite a bit as well. Uh, last week was Valentine's Day. Kayla and I had a good Valentine's Day. We watched the movie Valentine's Day. If you've ever seen that, super cheesy. Another one of those like New Year's Day, there's Valentine's Day. It's kind of like Love Actually kind of thing. Multiple people doing things. Super cheesy, but it was it was fun. I thought we had seen it before, but as we were watching it, we don't think we had. Uh, so that was good. Just getting to relax and not do much. Um, and then yeah, thanks for all the positive words and encouragement uh, from the episode that Kayla and I had, episode 129, the previous episode. Um, it's been really cool to hear people's thoughts on it, uh, their feedback on it. I think Kayla enjoyed the conversation as well. Um, so yeah, I think it was just a good sparking of the conversation. Just her and I kind of talking about things that we normally talk to, but maybe just a little deeper, which I think has sparked some different conversations with us as well of thinking about how we can be more intentional and be a little deeper when we're having those conversations, just, just the two of us not being recorded or anything like that. So definitely been a, a blessing there, but today's guest, uh, is a good friend, uh, that I used to work with, uh, back in Columbus, Deb, uh, we'll call her Dr. Deb. I'm just going to call her Deb. That just even felt gross saying it. Sorry, Deb, if, when you're listening to this, um, she was on my team back in Columbus and, uh, just kind of helped mentor her and lead her to kind of grow. She wanted to be in management. So I was kind of helping her groom to that kind of thing. She was given an opportunity, not anything that I had to do with, um, and to, to grow in the organization. And it's really been, it's turned into this like mentorship ish 
type relationship where we both benefited from it, right? Of me being able to help her in that process. And then in turn, she's actually in a higher leadership position than I am with the organization she's with. Uh, so because of that, she helps me understand how to navigate some of those conversations that maybe I'm not as comfortable in handling just yet. So it's been really good for us, but it really has turned from a mentorship to, to more of a friendship. We have monthly calls basically, uh, where we challenge each other to think about things, maybe just a little bit differently to, to change our perspective on things. And there's always something that just like sparks my mind. And we have, we'll, we'll get on it like, Hey, I need a question with Tableau. And the next thing you know, we're 30 minutes in and we haven't even touched that because we thought about this other random idea. And, you know, and I've, I've been wanting to have her on the show for a while, uh, but then she decided she wanted to have a baby and grow her family. How rude. Uh, just kidding. But uh, she's finally on the podcast. I'm so very excited. And again, I'm excited to have a, a guest having these in-person conversations, which was so fantastic being able to go to her house, just have this comfortable environment where we could just have an open conversation and not really worried about all of the things that were happening. Uh, Deb had talked about how nervous she was with the cameras and the lights and that sort of thing. And I think once we started in the flow of conversation, you kind of lose where those things are at, right? You're really not paying attention to it because we're, we're engaged. And that's really what I want with my guest episodes. And I hope it, it comes through in the conversation, obviously I had with Kayla, this one that I have, have with uh, Deb as well. But we chatted uh, about a bunch of random things that, you know, we hit different tangents here and there, which is very similar to our monthly conversations. But at the high level, we chatted about relationships and this uh, idea of balance within them. There's a common metaphor that comes up of this bucket of love and, and how we pour it out and how we fill it up and, and what that really means. And I won't spoil anything from the episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. There's, there is a lot there. And I really hope that you walk away with, with maybe a little bit of a different perspective on the subject, whether it's relationships or how we show up in those relationships or what we expect from people. There's, there's really good information, I think, throughout the entire episode. So I really hope um, that you enjoy it. But uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Have a great week. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. See you next week. Hey, guys. what I do. I used to do this for a living-ish. Yeah, ish. Yeah, I've a real job. <laughs> Artists yeah, always there. have to have real jobs. Not successful ones, so. <sighs> this is going to go well. This is going to be good. Of, that was kind of me. <laughs> this is going to be good. I, I'm, I'm glad to finally have you <laughs> to sit down and talk to, though, because we've been, we've been talking a lot about like just random topics. Like, Accidentally. Yeah. You're like, hey, <laughs> I need help with this thing. And then all of a sudden we go on this like very hard, very like deep, thoughtful connection yeah. kind of thing. And you're just like, wait a second. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't get of why Jonathan has thoughts that actually matter into some way. Okay, okay. First of all, <laughs> I never said that. I mean, I was surprised that you knew Tableau stuff, honestly. Listen, so like you guys <laughs> listen here. Listen here. But like, yeah, it is kind of inter interesting how all of our I think our heaviest conversations happened unintentionally mm -hmm. on the back end of some like 
I have a Tableau calculated field that I kind of need some help on. Yeah. And then we get heavy, which is nice. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good because especially after you stopped reporting to me, <laughs> you just, that's the end of the yeah, sentence. It's, it's been really good. It's been really good <laughs> since we stopped working together <laughs> oh, is great. what I'm saying. Well, yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. But no, like having, having a different kind of conversation, right. Of this idea of you going into management and having to manage a team and have these things like, I've got these questions and stuff. And then you helping me see it from like maybe a different perspective of just like, Hey, you show up this way in this, and this is how I'm doing it. I'm getting a different reaction. Yeah. Well, I I think there's a vulnerability piece too, right? Like we had great conversations when you were my manager, but I feel like it's a little different going to your manager and being like, so here's some deep insecure, deep seated <laughs> insecurity that I have about myself as a person, as a, you know, worker, as a wife, as a parent, yeah. but like, you know, being able to go to someone who knows you well, cause I report, I did report to you. We did like talk. Um, but without that, I don't know, degree of like, is my boss going to judge me? Right. You're like, I, is, can I get fired for saying this or do I get written? It's like I didn't do anything for an entire week. Like, no, the company we both worked for, they don't run anybody. Sure. Um, that's why I don't say their name. Yeah. No one knows yeah. where, where we worked. Sure. I mean, some people don't I see some people that listen, don't, but anyways, but it, it was an interesting kind of switch because it came, we said these like mentor sessions. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Hey, I'll help you with this. And I appreciated you reaching out and being like, Hey, I don't think you were that shitty at, at managing and right. doing these things. Sure. So like, how can I learn from that? But really what I want to know is, is how good am I? Oh, like the absolute minimal amount of good, <laughs> <laughs> like aggressively mediocrely good, like just so committed. Aggress- to- <laughs> he's really hitting that line hard. Of like he wants to see consistently at the bottom. Yeah. No, no, not the, 50th percentile. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing great to say about him, but you know what? There's not anything bad. Yeah, sure. We can go with that. <laughs> no, but like, I don't like this. <laughs> to your point, like it has been really helpful having those sessions, like from the perspective of like, oh, there've been times when I reported to you and I would get frustrated at my boss for things. Yeah. But then now that, you know, I'm trying to move into a leadership position. I kind of see things from a different perspective. And so being able to go back and like have that connection of specific examples of yeah. like, oh, do you remember back when this was happening, you know, for you? Right. Um, I kind of get it now. I'm sorry. I Can I cuss? Bitched and moaned yeah, so much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, can I cuss? You've listened to the podcast yeah, okay. before. <laughs> I know. I just got, I got nervous for a second. Okay. Like there's lights and there's cameras I and I don't I know. I can't do this. It's not the same. <laughs> You're like, you're here. Normally there's like a screen that protects me when I say mean things about you. Like, just... whoa, 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 where are you saying what? mean things about me? I'm like everywhere. <laughs> like, I go up to strangers and I'm like, and you know, Jonathan Flores? Yeah. No, well, he's Have in. you heard this podcast before? You should listen to it because he's a dick. Yeah. This, but thanks this for promoting asshole. it. Yeah. Well, you um, know. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> how awesome it is to have a mentor. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this idea of like mentorship in general, like I think it can be so far fetched where people feel like I have to talk to someone that's like three rings above me. Mm. That's like, got it all figured out. But the idea of like, Hey, we can, you're technically above me organizationally leadership wise, but like being able to at least conversate about like yeah. mentor slash friend in a way to say, it's not just all work things. Hey, this thought came up, these things are happening and how we can kind of like, I don't know, talk through it again. Some of the deep weirded 
conversations that we had. The one that stuck out recently was the one, I think it was your uncle that passed away. And he had this idea of like, there are people in our lives that love us that we don't think about. Yeah. Which is, it sounds cold, right? Like yeah. the way that you said it is like not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You reword it in a way that doesn't sound terrible. Yeah. Okay. Here I go. Watch. Um, <laughs> okay. So I think um, I remember oh, like talking to you about how jarring it was, right? That my uncle had passed away suddenly mm -hmm. and not really knowing how to process that grief um, because, you know, I didn't know him super well, but I know that he asked my dad a lot about me. You know, he was like very involved in wanting to know about mm -hmm. me, wanting to know about my life. Very excited. I just had a kid. Um, very excited to like meet his niece. No, I don't, I don't know what the relationship would be. Anyways, uh, no, it's like a second cousin thing, isn't it? Or it's if he's my uncle, he could not be cousins. I think once like it gets to that level, it like, it becomes cousin. It doesn't become like, really? I don't know. I'm fact check my, <laughs> my family tree yeah, is flat. very wide. <laughs> Sorry, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but like this idea that, you know, there's a human out there who has spent a good part of his day, his life thinking about me, wanting to make sure good things happen for me, praying for me, loving mm -hmm. me from a distance. And because, you know, he lives in Taiwan, I live in the United States, there's that language barrier, all of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I really thought about him in the same way, right? right. Like he's just con hypothetically, conceptually, just an right. abstract idea of this human who lives somewhere. Um, and so now that, you know, after he passed, my dad has opened up with a lot of stories and just, you know, we're unraveling all these facets of things that I didn't even know he knew about me. Right. And so this idea that like, um, I think when we had talked about it, it was buckets of love, right? Like mm. thinking about how he didn't need me to love him back right, right, right. in order for him to have loved me the way that he did. Right. And what that means as a person who was loved that way, yeah. as a person who wants to love others and, you know, bring love into the world, like what that, what that means, what that feels like, cause it's vulnerable yeah. and sometimes awful, like unrequited love, those types of things. Yeah. But I think my mm. phrasing sounds. It does. Better. Mine was a lot shorter. <laughs> okay. Um, but okay. I don't know well, if that matters. We forgot to turn off the fan. Oh. Can you do it from the switch? Yes, but I can't. <laughs> you can just get up. It'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> thanks. I just, I like heard it. Also? No, like, the light will be fine. Okay. I'm not cutting any of this out. So, um, <laughs> the idea, I think that buckets of love, I think was really where we, yeah. hit a lot of, because it was this idea of, we feel like we only have so much in a bucket, we pour it out and then we need others to fill it up in that reciprocating kind of way of like, if you're not doing this for me, then I can't fill up this bucket to then give back to you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but your uncle and similar family members, it's not like that. Like, just because you're not having that communication they're asking about like I know my grandmother does it all the time with my mother of just like asking all of these questions and how are they doing had this and it's not that my grandmother doesn't cross my mind I just didn't have like I didn't grow up with her like she's lived in New York my entire life so we've seen her sometimes right mm -hmm. and this idea of filling this bucket with like it's a never-ending bucket we don't run out of it yeah well and <clears throat> so the philosophical question that I'm sort oh, of grappling man. with <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Get ready because I'm going to expect you to answer it for me and okay, then we yeah, can just yeah, yeah. wrap it. We'll, We're done. We'll be done in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, so I think about this a lot in terms of like friendships too, mm-hmm. right? So um, I have fallen into this frame of thinking where it's like, you know, if I'm the one who's reaching out all the time, then my friend isn't putting in the same level of Mm. effort. So maybe my friendship is not as important to them as their friendship is to me. Mm -hmm. Therefore I should just let it fall off type of mentality. Um, But that feels in direct opposition of this concept of like, Hey, love is not just buckets that, you know, you run out of. So like, where do we draw the line between, you know, oh, I I actually need to not invest in people who are not investing similarly back to me, but also wanting to encounter the world with kind of unlimited love, if that makes sense, or unlimited, assuming positive intent, kindness, that type of mentality. Like, go ahead, tell me me how to run my life. uh, (laughs) We'll make sure that happens here after this break. No. I think the thought process is, I guess the flip side of it is, do we need to have the line? Is the line actually there? Is it in our heads of these people we don't actually continue to invest in and pour in? We're making a distinction between the two, right? You're saying these specific people are the ones I pour into. Mm -hmm. These other ones, I've been spending too much time and I need to pull away from it, right? I think there's this idea of there's people in our lives for seasons, for reasons. There's a whole like nursery rhyme thing with it. But it's people are in our lives for the moment that they are in our lives and we treat it as such. And when they are no longer in it, like we have that little bit of a void possibly, but I don't think it then goes away. It's, what am I trying to say? Because obviously I'm just spinning in circles. I don't think that line is as, <clears throat> it shouldn't be as apparent as, as we try to make it. We're almost classifying people saying, hey, you're not worth the extra effort because you're not reciprocating it. I think that where those people fall into that bucket is when there's like harm or negativity or something that's actually not building positive in your life. I think this is probably the only time that like status quo would be okay of like, hey, they're there we talk, we support when we do, it's fine. We don't see each other for years. We see each other and it's great. Like it never happened. And then we go again. I think that becomes fine. It's when it turns into a toxic negative thing where it's actually hurting your relationship, either with them or with other people because of that interaction. Then you kind of have to say like, Hey, I'm going to love you from a distance. And, and we're just not, we're just not going to go to that place anymore. Maybe. Okay. So I feel like what you're saying is the degree of care that you have for someone doesn't have to be, sorry, I'm like trying to actually logic through it. It's not defined by things like frequent, like superficial things like frequency of communication, right? So you could talk only once a year, but if it's like a really deep connection, that's about the same as if you were to just talk every day about not quite as deep. Right. Sort. Well, if you think about it, if you think about the depth of conversations, right? If we had conversations like this every day, one, I would say we run out of conversations, but we've yes, yet to do that. <laughs> but it would become just this like monotony of like, I got to do the next thing or whatever. But it's like, no, like every couple weeks things happen and we can kind of build on it. I think it adds to the depth because you're not 
staying that complete service level. We do what people work. I've talked to you about how to like deal with small talk and how to like grow into that, yeah. which is hilarious. You're just like, I'm just asking small talk earlier. We were talking about the schedule <laughs> and it's this, I think when we sit there, that's when things become superficial. They're not real. We're just kind of going through the motions, but when we can have those deep conversations, that's when the value happens. And that's when you start building relationships with people. One of my best friends lives in California and I talk to him <clears throat> I don't know, once every other month, but when we talk, it's, it's great. We catch it. We do it. I see him once a year and it's fantastic. You know, we can kind of pick up where we left off and then we go back to our lives. Kayla asked me, he's like, how's his girlfriend doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't ask those questions. It's like, how's this work going? I go, we don't really talk about it. <laughs> but this is, if, if my Instagram algorithm has anything to say about it, I think this is like a guy thing too, right? Like yeah, guys don't like really talk about, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what a guy conversation looks like. It's funny you say that as I interrupt you. I was, I had a pod, someone on the podcast recently and they talked about this idea of being side to side, shoulder to shoulder and face to face. Like women can be, and I've seen a ton of videos about this too. Women can be face to face and they can have this conversation. They can do this. But when guys, guys can't do this, it's awkward. They say, watch two guys talking to each other. There's always someone that's at an angle as I knock over the table. <laughs> There's someone, always someone at an angle, like your foot's either angled. You're kind of like leaning away where women can just be straight on. And they say, you want guys to talk about these kind of things. You have to give them a task or a project. And there's one uh, podcaster, uh, I think it's Chris, I can't remember his last name. Uh, he had said, there's been studies that talk about they try to get guys to talk. It doesn't, it doesn't work, but they build these shops and they're like, Hey, I need to fix my lawnmower. And now it's six guys fixing a lawnmower talking about the deep things that are going on in their life because they have a task that makes it less vulnerable for them to have the conversation because something is going on. They're bonding over this thing Interesting. and it allows them to open up and have those conversations. So we talked about it from a running aspect of the reason why runners can just talk to any runners is because I'm not having to look you face to face. Mm. You're you're on my shoulder. So yeah. because of that, I can have this relationship. Okay. You know, okay. So what feels really interesting to me about that is like, um, as we're talking about the whole, you know, love bucket or like, which sounds like- <laughs> The love bucket. You know? <laughs> sounds like now really bad a, reality This is a show. rated R podcast <laughs> all of a sudden. Welcome to the love bucket. <laughs> yeah. I mean- Different strokes, different folks. I guess. Um, but like, um, as we're as we're thinking about like investing time in each other, in in friendships, mm. um, I've been thinking about time in general in terms of like in story blocks. <laughs> Get the <laughs> listen. We have to have that conversation afterwards because I have lots of questions. I don't remember how you did the things, and I need to get them implemented on my team. And it's annoying to show. So here's the thing: there. I think it works really well conceptually. Not in practice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like everything that I do. It's like, yeah. yeah. Doctor? <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the only reason why I got it, right? <laughs> um, but like, so I've been, I've been thinking about things a lot in terms of just blocks of time. Um, I'm not, I don't want to be that person who had a kid and only ever talks about things about their kid. Yeah. But, um, you know, with a baby, they have like structure around when they eat, how long they nap for when you have to play with them, those types of things. And like, really the only time I can be myself or a human is when she's napping. Mm -hmm. And so I tell myself, okay, I have like five blocks of one and a half hours a day that huh. I can 
household chores, watch TV, you know, respond to text messages. <laughs> um, yeah. That have been sitting on my phone for a day and a half, um, catch up on work, catch up on reading, you know, things that heal my soul, things that heal my spirit, yeah. you know, go out for a run, go work out, whatever. And so I'm thinking that like for men, maybe they don't, well, Again, not deeply generalizing. There are definitely men that no, don't. We can do that. All the things. We can do that here. Yeah. Every single. Yeah, all of you men. <laughs> yeah. But like, generally speaking, yeah. uh, it. I've, I'm curious as to whether like the task oriented piece, like needing that task part of it mm-hmm. is because men don't see emotional conversations or that like emotional connective conversations as a productive growth conversation. Hmm. So like if they're thinking about their time resource, I mean, I yeah. think we all subconsciously yeah. think about our time resource in buckets of time. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, well, I spent time fixing my lawnmower or something. And like, if something else happened in parallel to that, where you just happen to have a conversation, at least you did something productive. Right. Versus like, if I were, if, you know, guys were to just sit around and shoot the shit or whatever, it doesn't feel like they had accomplished anything at the end of it. Whereas hmm. I think for women, generally speaking, not all women, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think see the value. Can you get me canceled? Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about men. We cannot talk about women. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but like generally find a lot of value in those conversations. Right. right. So like, I, I think that it has to do with, you know, yeah, the amount of value that we place on it. So like for women, I think if I never had a conversation to that level, to that degree with someone I would consider a friend, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that would be a deep friendship, mm. but for you and your best friend and heck, if I knew that all it took was once a year talking about the weather, let's just, let's just keep our communications that right. way to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, that's fair. I think that's probably a good, again, general thought of <clears throat> having this action based thing of productivity of what did act, what actually came of this? Did I, what do we actually get from this conversation? Did I walk away with some information that's going to make me think? And I think with the way I do the podcast and the things that I think about every conversation, I'm a little more intentional about like picking up on people's words, on their tones, on how they say things, how they do things, because then I try to get to the underlying meaning behind that. I just did the, um, is it Myers-Briggs? That's the letters. Sure. Yes, probably. I got the, the INFJ or whatever, which usually I get like the thinking one and I got a feeling on all of my stuff. Like it's kind of shifted. And Kayla instantly was just like, that checks out. <laughs> You're way too much into the feelings and the things you have. And it's like, huh. and I think it's just how I think about things differently. Being a leader now for a few years, you know, serving others, figuring out how I can help people and really trying to break down how people are feeling about situations or when I'm having conversations with people, right. On the podcast or otherwise, I'm going, Hey, I want to know more about that. Help me understand a little more about those things and how you're not using the word feeling, but that's really what I'm getting after. And I think it's a, of a feminine versus masculine type of personality trait to be able to have those kinds of conversations. Probably why I have more females on the podcast than I have males, because I can, the conversation can be there. The few times that I've had men on the podcast, there's a few exceptions to this, but it has been very high level. It's mm-hmm. been like, we'll talk about running or working out or their job. Like it's very like, here are the things, here's my resume in a way, but there's not a lot of 
deeper conversation that happens. Again, that's, there's a couple that I've had really deep conversations. And if you're listening to this, I'd like you back on the show. (laughs) But I, I think that generality actually does speak pretty true of what are we getting out of it to determine how much effort I need to put into it. Is it worth me being uncomfortable, being vulnerable, being in that emotional state? What am I getting out of that? If the reward's not there and whatever I think is the reward, I'm not going to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then full circle, right? As we're thinking about the idea of like giving love, Mm -hmm. even when you're not giving love back, is the shift, like is the paradigm shift that you shouldn't be needing something back in order to be willing to put kind of your feelers out for those types of conversations. Like, I mean, what would Jesus do? Right. (laughs) We'll throw WWJD into this throwback to the nineties kids, but no, it's this idea, right? If we think about how we, where we want to put that, if we expect relationships to have a give and a take, if we're saying, no, if I give this, I'm expecting something in return. I think that builds some, either possibly unrealistic expectations, but also the other person doesn't know that. Yeah. And we're all of a sudden putting something on someone that we're judging them for, that we're holding them accountable for that they don't even know. And it's how often, if we have those conversations of like, Hey, I feel like things are like you and Jason have a conversation. Things aren't going well. You're having an argument about something. You sit down, you have a conversation about it. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I didn't know you felt that way. That makes perfect sense. Guess what? We react different because we care about the people we care about. It's when we put these other expectations on people, then they don't meet them because they'll never meet them. They didn't know what they were. Yeah, true. Well, and even like um, not being hypocritical, hypocritical. Wow. Easy for me to say. Not being hypocritical about your- the, That aspect, not to say that not to be hypocritical or the actual word hypocritical. All of the things. Yeah, okay, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. to both. Yes. Um, but, but like- um, Something that, you know, as, as you might imagine, Jason and I have seen just different types of fights now because, you know, we're under pressure, like a human child is like, I mean, difficult. Right. And so like when we, and then the baby, right. right. (laughs) I have to take care of him and the baby, (laughs) or maybe I'm the human child who knows. Um, but, (laughs) but I, hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Just kidding. It's like he's listening right now downstairs. <laughs> and he's trying to put the baby day oh. or the baby's trying to put him down. Who knows? You know, who's the child um, again. So the idea being that like, so on Sundays we like retro our week and yeah, mural oh, okay. board and everything. We're like, really? well, no, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> not mural board, but we do retro. Light, light love learned. Yeah. To- <laughs> like the flower thorn. Yeah. And <laughs> we're like, what was <laughs> but like, what's um, the ship one? There's a sailing one we just recently did. Like, there's like, sail. like the winds. There's like a winds, the, the waters, the something that doesn't track. There, there is one. I just did it like last week, and I was still very. I was like, they're like, all right, write down the things. I'm like, yeah, but like, what do these sections mean? <laughs> which one's good? Which one's yeah, bad? yeah. Like, I have lots of thoughts. I just don't know which. Like, I don't want to put it here. And you're like, that's amazing. And I'm like, no, no, no it was supposed to be down here. <laughs> it's actually terrible. Yeah. But like. So on on Sundays we kind of retro the week. We're like, okay, so maybe maybe we fought, maybe we didn't. Right. But um most of like the root of our 
failures in communication, maybe not failure, but our misfires in communication is rooted in one hypocrisy, right? I judge him based on his action and I judge myself based on my motivation. Right. Uh, and deep. yeah, <laughs> and not giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Because there have been times in the heat of a fight, you know, we know how to push each other's buttons. I'm sure, yeah. you know, all couples experience that yeah. after you've been together for a while, you know how to yeah. piss the other person <laughs> yeah, off. You're like, oh, you did this <laughs> yeah. to me. I yeah. know exactly so, what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put on the gloves. So like, um, and we'll start throwing around little accusations. And at one point I was like, you know, this was hurtful in our fight when you said it, because the assumption you're making about me as a partner mm-hmm. is that like, I'm setting you up for failure. Mm-hmm. And like, cause his point was basically, um, you're just throwing your hands up in this argument and we're going to try it my way because you're hoping that it's going to fail. And then that way you can oh. be like, I told you so. Right. And I think that that's, that's true. Co- right. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Sorry>. Yes. <laughs> With the popcorn. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but like I told him, you know, it's really, it was very hurtful to hear that. Like, you see me as a partner who wants you to fail. And that, right. that would be funny for, for me or not funny, but like, you yeah. know, um, a win for you, me is a loss exactly. for you essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it comes down to that idea of like, you know, the judgment piece. Like I, I'm putting all this judgment on him where he, I'm, feel like I'm not explaining it well. No, and now I it just get, sounds I'm like my you. husband and I fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, basically like, we're being hypocritical in our expectations for each other, not communicating well, what those expectations are and giving each other more grace. So like with friendships, as an example, the idea is like every one of my friends, they are not the center of my universe. Sorry, but I love them. Yeah. Nobody is the center of my universe, right? Like I balance through other things. Um, but I expect to be the center of theirs. Mm. So I can take three days to respond to a text. But when someone leaves me on scene, I'm kind of like, the fuck? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I've been on the other side of that conversation. <laughs> I'm coming for you. You're like, you're like, good. Glad that worked out. We're yeah. never talking again. And I'm like, it's been 20 minutes and yeah. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> well, it's a long 20 minutes. <laughs> I didn't realize all I had to do was talk to you once a year for our friendship to be the real thing. So like... I'll now adjust. you understand, yeah, I'll, right? I'll We're having the conversation. <laughs> we'll see you next year. Yeah. I'm just going to send one word a day. <laughs> so at the end of the year, you get like one cohesive sentence. Maybe. Now, now you're going to make me like write out <laughs> 365 words, 366 words this you year. No, 365 words. I know a lot of us and does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only and I'm learning way. Spanish. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> de donde esta? I didn't, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say there would be 365 different words. That'd be a very interesting <laughs> sentence if I only can use the once in 365 words. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah, uh, you win. Yes. <laughs> you this one, is about winning. One for you. Yes. <laughs> 50,000 for me. You'll mm. catch up. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. <clears throat> but you're... But that thought process of judging him by his actions and me by my motivations, right? So the idea of the road to hell is paid with good intentions. It's like we... They're like, no, I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing this. And you're like, oh, wait, we're not paying attention. When I talked to Kayla, uh, when we recorded, was this idea of like, you're pointing the finger. It's always that you have four pointing back at you, right? Mm -hmm. It's this idea of, oh, wait, I'm, I could be the problem. I'm not going to sing Taylor Swift because I'm not going to give her any more, any more anything. (laughs) Not into it. Um, 
but we, we do that. And when we do that, it then sets that unrealistic expectation because we're not communicating, right? You have the conversation with Jason, you go, Oh, this makes perfect sense. Now we're, we're aligned ish. Mm-hmm. Sorry that happened. We're going to work to figure out is, is it going to happen? Yeah. We, the husbands make lots of mistakes and we continue to make them, but wives never do. No, not at all. <laughs> Obviously. Um, thanks Kayla. Um, but in that we can have this back and forth and saying, okay, I'm going to vocalize what I'm actually asking of you because I can't expect you to know something like it's not a mind reading situation. And it's like, well, you didn't pick up the context. And it's like, we all come from different backgrounds. We all think through things differently. So why would you think that every single conversation is just going to be ideal? Obviously when you're with someone for so long, you start thinking relatively similar, like you can pick up on the little cues, but there's always new situations. There's always new things like Kayla and I moved to Chicago. Now we have like big city things that we have to think about when we go downtown or do things. And she's just, maybe she's on the same way things as me or I'm not the way. I'm like, yeah, it's just, just a few blocks and ends up being a mile and a half and ends up raining that day. And we have to throw out our socks kind of thing. It's just like, guess, yeah, we didn't, we didn't talk about that. We didn't have that conversation of what this would be like. Mm. And yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I guess what, what I want to know an answer to, and I think, gosh, why are you looking at me all these answers? (laughs) Because our mentor time is just me searching for answers from you. Is this not an oh, extension of that? I oh, thought. crap. <laughs> We're not having the communication, Dan. <laughs> My expectations are unrealistic. <laughs> crap. <laughs> um, but like, what, I think like, what degree of connection do you have to have with someone in order for it to be considered meaningful? Hmm. And does it have to be equal? That's a good question. I wonder, I don't think it needs to be equal. I do think they need to know about it. They need to know how you, it needs to be apparent in how you interact with them from like a meaningful aspect of like my relationship with you is meaningful because of X, Y, and Z. Let me reframe. Okay. Would you be willing to participate in a... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is a family this podcast. Is this not where we're going? <laughs> I have the cameras and everything. Um, <laughs> just, just kidding. Kayla's going to be like, what the hell were you guys talking about? <laughs> we weren't even drinking. Either. Yeah, <laughs> it's all thing. water. It's vodka. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Would you be willing to participate in a relationship of any way or a connection in any way where you, the other person means more to you than you mean to them. I don't think the relationship would last. Really? In a, in a long-term capacity. I, well, I guess let me, the scale of which if it's zero and a hundred, no, there's just no way because it's going to be like, you creep me out, please get away. (laughs) If there's any bit there, I think that's where you connect. If it's 25, 75, you meet at 25 and that's where it stays. It can't grow past that. That doesn't mean it's not meaningful or willing to interact in that. So if I have friends that they only want to open up that 20% to have that, this is what they mean to me. Well, I'll meet them at that 20%. Again, if it's zero, well, then it's not benefiting anyone. You're not, there's no, there's nothing to gain from that. 
And it's not even just if we go back to the original thing we're talking about, right, of this idea of give, give, give and not get. I think that's the toxic part when it's a hundred zero of you mean the world to me and I mean nothing to you. Oh, okay. That relationship that's toxic Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. So I don't think it works, but if there is some sort of agreement or there's some sort of reach there where both parties are coming towards the center, it may not be 50 50 in you care about me as much as I care about you or want to interact in that way. But there is still some bit of common ground. You basically just meet to the lowest denominator or to the lowest uh, portion. Maybe. That's my off the cuff answer. I mean, this is a live, are you live like and in person. Reading my face and like starting to walk back <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. your response. Yeah. I changed my mind about everything. <laughs> That's how most of our conversations go. Anyways. I'm just like, I don't think this was the wrong answer. Is <laughs> like not still a thing. Oh, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, it's actually the opposite. It's opposite. <laughs> I think, okay, so this is the, this is what I'm trying to grapple with is like, I think about my relationship with my uncle, was it toxic for him then? Because he loved me so much and I love him. Like he's a family person who I knew of approximately. So not zero, not zero, but like if we met at lowest common denominator though, it would be on my end of things. Right. Not so like. Okay. Where I think, which like when we were talking kind of earlier about like the line, that's what I'm asking is like, what's the break point? So like, is it okay for, you know, I'll circle back to my lowest common denominator though, to interrupt you because when you would have interactions with him, they were at your level. And that's, if you think about the relationship of the actual interaction between the two of you, he had this abundant love in, in general for you asking about you doing this thing. But when you would too would have interactions, it has to be at the lowest level. It can't be elevated to his level because you didn't have that at his level. Okay. Fair. So it's not necessarily the relationship in general of like, he can only love you as much as you love him. It's when you guys come into contact with each other in the actual interaction in that relationship. That's where you can only meet the lowest. Okay. Okay. I misinterpreted. I will. I I didn't say it right. And then when you said that, I realized, no, you said this wrong. That's why I wanted to clarify. I appreciate that. That makes more sense. I think acceptable answer, I guess. Um, I get that aggressively mediocre. (laughs) It's like right in the middle. I I don't disagree, I guess. Um, it's my life. It's like every one-on-one with my team. It's terrifying. I, know, I, like, I talk to them like, yeah, that you, whatever. Sure. <laughs> You're like, it's not worth the fight. Right, yeah, not wrong enough that I want to correct you, but like, I know it's not right either. Um, kidding. I think I think that's fair. <laughs> Mostly, I guess. Yeah. I agree. Probably. Uh, <laughs> the walk. Yeah. I agree. Mostly. Probably. <laughs> I think. Yeah, we're, we're some, you know. Agree to uh, disagree. Same, same, but different. Yeah, super different, but okay. <laughs> um, but like, I, okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like if we take away like the family aspect of it, right? Because mm-hmm. I think right now as we're parsing through this, it's like muddied because we're thinking about family. family. Right. So let's say like. Here we go. We're well, we, we, we talking about people that I had at work. 
that I no longer work with. We can use those examples. Never mind. Go with yours. Go with yours. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, What I was saying was I was trying to figure out a way to like frame it. So it wasn't like, um, so let's say like, I consider you one of my best friends. The types of conversations we have are not conversations that I have with every, you know, even, you know, if you think about like degrees of from acquaintance all the way to like your inner circle, Mm -hmm. circle of people, you and I don't talk often, but like the things we talk about, I don't talk about with just like acquaintances, even though we maybe only talk as frequently as like something between acquaintances and best friends. (laughs) But if my role in your life is just as an acquaintance, right. Can this still be a meaningful connection for both of us? I think so still because it's not a hundred zero. I think because my meaning that I'm going to get from it doesn't have to be the level of your meaning. Let's just say it's that. Let's say it's exactly that. I'm inner circle and you're outer ring. My meaning, what I'm getting from our interactions is meeting what I expected to. You're getting what you're expecting to. The clash comes when you then expect to be treated as though it's equal. Okay. So you, you frame it in a way that's, Hey, this is how I would treat him because of this. Why is he not reciprocating that? Where to me, I'm like, no, like the only people in my inner circle are my wife and someone else. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like that to me is what my inner circle is. So my definition is a little different than yours. So I'm, the meaning is there for me and the meaning's there for you. It's when we start portraying what we want the other person to be is where I think the conflict comes. Then then circle back to what we talked about earlier is that's when communication and, and unmet expectations and unrealistic expectations. A lot of times that we place on other people without telling them about it. I think that's where that falls. Okay. So that, Possibly one of the healthier ways to conceptualize relationships in general is like the degree to which I'm invested is not influenced by the degree to which you are invested. Plus, like within a margin of error, like plus or minus, right? right. right? Yeah, because yeah. like the stalker stuff correct, or the really correct, creepy correct. stuff Hold that's on, on either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's on either. So you actually have multiple cameras. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't even need these cameras. <laughs> Jason's like putting a tracker on your car as we speak. Like it's totally fine. fine. Normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But like, aside from very fringe cases, am I help? Is my mentality for relationships going to be healthier if I say, "Hey, regardless of how Jonathan perceives," just as an example, um, regardless of how Jonathan perceives our relationship, I know that I want to give him this much of my like love or Mm. care or kindness or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if he reciprocates, awesome. If he doesn't, I still feel like I've done what I need to do as a friend. Yeah. Is that the better way to approach? I think it's, I think theoretically, yes. (laughs) Okay. But like in practice, it's not easy because we're selfish people. Like honestly, like we want, we want people to feel the same way about us, the way they feel about them. Right. We inherently think that way of I'm giving this much. I want this back. But I think in theory, if we could get to the place 
where I'm comfortable with the, the amount that I'm giving you reciprocated or not, I'm still perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I started, I think we talked about this, like actually writing letters to people. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting to hear back from anyone, but that's not why I'm doing it. And it's like, no, I just, Hey, I care about you. I'm thinking about you. This came to my mind. I wanted, I wanted to reach out in a more personal way. Is it tough that you're like, did I get it? I didn't get anything in the mail. I didn't, you know, I think I can wrestle with that, but it's, it's having that higher picture of, no, this, this should be the goal of how I go into relationships. Because when we have that mentality, when we create new relationships, our frame of mind is, what can I get from this person? Right. You're going to be in a lot of relationships with, with the baby now of, you know, in daycares and schools and sporting events and whatever the case might be that you're going to meet people. And it's very easy to go, okay, that guy's a realtor. I'm going to need to remember that guy <laughs> or that, that woman's or whatever, you know, and you can place these people of like, how can I benefit from them? Which isn't necessarily a problem. You know, we have to use our resources, use the community we have. But if we go to like, Hey, I'm just going to love this person because they hang out with my daughter and this is how I want to be. And that's it. It takes the expectation off of them to do anything for you to leave it. Now, again, that margin of like, you don't need to be in a toxic place that you're just giving, 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 mm -hmm. and nothing's ever like coming back in a way. But I think if we can approach it that way, that's when we can kind of be free of whatever you're doing to me. Right. It's, it's just like, like forgiveness or something, right? Like you have to forgive somebody not wait for them to apologize because That's you've got to let it go. Yeah. So once I let this go for me, okay, we're good now. I don't care how you're playing in this thing. And maybe I won't have a relationship with you anymore because of whatever happened, but I'm not holding on to it. Mm -hmm. And when we have that, when we meet new relationships with that expectation of just like, I'm just going to love you for you. And I don't expect anything in return. It kind of frees us in that same way. Yeah. Okay. I, sorry, I got distracted for a second because I can hear Charlie crying and I heard <laughs> stomping and I think that's an indication that Jason's getting frustrated. Um, <laughs> I think he was just walking. I know my husband's <laughs> foot patterns. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I was, so I was thinking that a couple of things. Um, the first is like, Back to like my uncle's death mm -hmm. as you know, after he passed, there were a lot of things that started to surface in terms of like just what he's done for our family that I didn't realize he did, you know, and I selfishly kind of started thinking like if I had known all this then I probably would have reached out more, mm -hmm. which is exactly that mentality, right? Yep. Like I know that he contributed to whatever for me, right. therefore I do want to reach out more yep. to him. And so <clears throat> what, what, I, what I'm trying to adjust my thinking to is like you never know what's going on for someone Yeah. because of that. I don't want to walk away from any relationship that I have wishing I would have done more. Mm -hmm. And that I think mental mm -hmm. shift has helped make it easier for me to be like, I don't care how much you're giving. I'm giving my all Yeah. because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to regret because now, you know, I have a lot of regrets yeah. around, you know, 
not talking to him more, not reaching out to him more, not learning the language so that we could communicate better. Mm-hmm. All those things. I don't want to carry that in any other relationship I have. Right. It's, it's exhausting, right. To, to have to think about that. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that, okay, I'm never going to know where you're coming from, what's going on from your life. That's making you not be able to invest at the same degree yeah. that I am right now. All I know is that as long as I'm not bothering you, right. <laughs> um, I'm going to put myself out there. And it's like, it's immensely vulnerable to do that too. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly difficult <laughs> to ignore the self-talk of like, well, maybe if I were more interesting, they would be more engaged. Or maybe if I were, you know, whatever, wealthier, if we could keep up more, keeping up with the Joneses or whatever yeah. that term is, you know, whatever the reason. And like trying to mute that talk and saying, it does not matter why they're not connecting with me, why they're not putting in the same amount. All that matters is that I don't want to walk away from this feeling like I could have done more. Yeah. I think that's a good thought process to have for many reasons, but I think this idea of, Hey, I'm, I'm giving myself in this and I don't know how you're going to react to it. I don't know what's going to happen, but this is who I am. And I think when we do that, um, I have some other questions that I meant to write down, but I didn't. They're on my phone. I'll find it. Um, I need to be on your laptop. Well, there's a flat it? black thing. It's probably, it's probably under there. We'll grab it here in a second. Um, should I lost my train of thought now that I was saying that. When we when we do that and we're, we're being our authentic selves, this is how we want to live. It just shows up in everything else we do. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up at work. It shows up in all of our actions because we're saying, no, I'm giving my time to this. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it not half-assed. And because of that, it changes how people react to you and where you spend your time because you realize like, hey, I'm only half-assed on this thing. Like, I don't really care about this thing. Where am I taking time away from to invest in this thing that I don't really care about? You just start reframing your mind in all of these different aspects. And you're like, okay, wait a second. Now I'm focusing on what's important. Mm. The things I have are important to me. I don't have waste Mm -hmm. in a way. We know like a lot of things we do, like especially with work, there's a lot of just like waste in that process. But ideally, if we go into things saying, hey, I'm reducing the waste that I have in my life from time, from resources, whatever, you can be content with what you have. And the things you have because you're building that there. Now it's not static. It's dynamic with new people come in our lives. People leave our lives. But I'm always giving that forth, right? I'm always going forward in that way so I can shift my mind. And just, I think it it really can affect all areas of our life. And I'm talking like I've got this figured out, but I think <laughs> this, this thought process, it's like, it's a goal to get after, right? It's mm-hmm. the journey to go after and saying, hey, let me just give this all. And if it's not worth it, that's fine. Just don't do it. Just don't do anything half-assed. Mm. I think with my goals this year, I set like a gazillion goals and Gail's like, that's too many. And I'm slowly realizing like, okay, I probably shouldn't have done as deep as I should in some of these things. So I was like, okay, where can I refocus my time and energy? And then it's weird how the things that I thought were stressing me out are actually lifting me up and bringing me more joy because I had these other things that were weighing me down that I was trying to make equally as important. And I realized that they really weren't. So why am I kind of spending the time and energy there? Mm, Yeah, I think... um We've talked before about like once or twice we've talked. Yeah. <laughs> one word here. Or yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But one like, word every day. Well, every other day. 
Well, actually 365 words. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've talked previously about like the idea of people showing up to work and doing like the bare minimum. Oh gosh. And how that's like not the right frame of mind. Um, and I think, I think that's what you're getting at is basically like, if we think about those units of time that we have, um, why expend any part of it? Because like, Time is the most limited resource we have. We'll never generate more time on this earth. You know, right. we can generate income. We can generate whatever time is something I cannot create for myself. And so if I'm going to spend any part of it on anything, mm-hmm. why make it something that one does not is not in service to a greater good, whether that's to you know help someone else, yeah. whether that's reflecting within myself, whether it's, you know, work. If I have a thousand units of time to spend, why spend one unit of that thousand on something that I'm going to half-ass like a partial, you know, either just fully commit to it or why waste that unit? Yeah. There's a guy on my team. uh, I call him the, uh, he's the Natasha at my new job. (laughs) I like how she's a point of reference. Yeah. Like I was just like, I remember she, when she came to speak to the team, I was just like, Hey, so there's a guy that's basically you. He's a pain in my ass, but he gets things done. Um, he he made some sort of comment where he's like, I don't want to half ass this. I want a whole asset. I'm like, <laughs> what? And he's just like, yeah, I did just say that to my boss. And I don't know. Like, was it a one-on-one? Like he verbally said those words. And then he just typed it to the entire team. He's like, so this is what I just said to Jonathan. So if I get fired, I apologize to everyone else for the work that you have to pick up. But yeah, it's like, why would we waste our time and not not do this? Because... It, we don't realize how much it actually hurts others when we do that. It's not being loving mm-hmm. when you half-ass anything, whether it's a relationship, work, a specific task, anything you do, you half-ass it. Someone else is having to pick up the slack in it mm-hmm. or it falls apart, which is just as bad. <clears throat> so when we when we get to that point, we have to make that decision to say, no, I, I'm going to give this my all or I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And when we can have that conversation, I think that it ties into our relationship. It ties into everything else that we have there. So, yeah, agreed. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Jason catches me in that all the time where it's like, you know, workday sort of ends at five. Right. But then five ish. Right. Yeah, I know. But that. then like you take your work phone or you, you yeah. know, you grab your computer and you're like, your well, drug dealer phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, my cousin. No, Um, but like I bring my work phone down with me, which I tell myself I'm not going to do because the purpose of having the work phone is so that I can keep it in my office and just close my office door and all my work things are confined in that space. It's, you know, gone. Um, But then I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just responding to this quick team's message. Bring my phone downstairs. And so we're sitting at dinner, you know, Charlie's in her little high chair. Jason's like wanting to connect and talk about his day. And I'm, yeah. I'm sort of thinking that I'm multitasking well, which I'm not. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. No impossible. one ever. Yeah, yeah. No one ever does it well. And so his comment to me was like, if you have to, if, if you have to continue working, I would rather you just Do go it. back upstairs to your desk and just yeah. wrap it. Like instead of drawing this out to a 40 minute thing where you're kind of pausing a lot between teams messages because I'm trying to have a conversation with him and just go sit up there for five minutes, yeah. knock it out and then leave your phone up there and then come down and be with us yeah. in your full you know, self. Mm-hmm. And I never really realized like in that one time resource, cause I only get an hour for dinner or whatever. Right. 
before Charlie needs to go down or whatever it is that our life warrants or needs. Um, in that one hour, I could really inefficiently use that one hour by spending 40 minutes on a five minute work task yep. because I'm also trying to spend right, 40 you're, you're minutes. You're trying to split it all. Yeah. Um, so instead, like I could just pull back and yeah, focus on just the one thing. Yeah. It's the being present aspect. We try to do it at home too, of this, like <clears throat> not having a cell phone at the table. And it, I've been really good about it. Like I lose my cell phone now because mm-hmm. I'm like, where, where did I put that? What did I do? Because I'm just not on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm trying to get my like daily usage, like under an hour a day on a weekly basis. And I'm at like probably like 80 or 90 minutes. But like when I do my Bible reading, I don't do it on my phone anymore. I literally use my paper Bible. I try to do all of my reading stuff. I write on my notes, like my journal, like everything I do not on my screen to be like, no, I don't, I don't need this thing to be attached to me and worried about all of these things. And yeah, the work stuff is a real problem. Like working from home, I remember how terrible, like being able to switch, right? Cause you're like, my office is like, work is just there. Mm-hmm. I kind of like going to the office for that aspect of like, I can leave, it's only a five minute drive, but I have enough time just to be like, all right, we're going to leave work. I don't mm-hmm. do it well all the time, which I don't think any of us really do, but how do I try to separate it a little bit? And I think, yeah, I think it's it's about being present, being focused in the moment, f- seeing what's important and saying, hey, I'm going to spend this finite amount of time I have on this earth doing these things with the people that I love because this is what I want to do. This is how I want to kind of live. This is the legacy in a way that I want to do. John Maxwell says like people are going to sum up your life in one sentence when you die, like write it now. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like the things you do today, they're never going to put he was, uh, she was, she loved being on her phone at the dinner table. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not what you want people to remember. And, you know, luckily Charlie's little now, so it's not, you're not having to worry about that right now. But as she grows, like those become important things that we've seen through interactions that we've had with, with other families is like, yeah, you can't get this time back. Mm -hmm. They grow fast. Mm -hmm. And it's also (laughs) like, I guess something, um, something Jason and I have been working a lot about, and this is not quite as related to our, you know, buckets of love thing, but I think this is how our conversations just kind of go. I think I'm going to call it the episode buckets Buckets of of love. love. (laughs) People are like, I've got to listen to see what this thing is about. Yeah. And it turns out love bucket was a weird, like I can't call it love bucket. That's going to be a little, I think you should love bucket. We'll see. We'll see see what makes the thumbnail. I'll I'll eagerly await (laughs) to see how, like how aggressively, uh, awkward yeah, yeah like how, how much i want to go yeah, yeah. how much <laughs> how, we want to go here yeah. how much you want to play into innuendo yeah. innuendo yeah. i already had the one with kayla doing it together yeah. and it's like, <laughs> the love bucket. yeah yeah you'd be like what is this <laughs> person like, this is i don't want to listen to <laughs> this guy anymore make it progressively like work yeah. Yeah. um but like we've been thinking a lot about things like um <clears throat> what it takes to make a habit mm. and so it's like um we as new parents, of course, we're fully like no screens because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, which I think all new parents kind of have. And then yeah. they have an iPad it. in the shopping cart. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I was to the degree of like, I mean, you know, newborns are basically blind, right? They yeah. can't see anything. But even then I was like, no screens. If you're feeding her, turn off the TV. If you're, if she, if her eyes are open, all screens are off, your phone's off, your TV, the TV's off, no iPads, no nothing. Um, and then like, you know, we would start to do things like now that we're both at work, yeah. we're exhausted and we are conditioned us, not all humans, but like yeah. for Jason and myself, we are conditioned to think that, Hey, relaxing means 
vegging out in front mm. of the TV, for example. And so I've caught myself. That's a societal thing. That's not a couple yeah, thing. Well, <laughs> like, but not everybody. Yeah, we I deal with the people. generalizations. No, we, the people of the United States, <laughs> in order in to form a more perfect union. <laughs> must veg in front of the TV. Yeah, must veg in front <laughs> of the TV. Thank you, George Washington. Or, you know. I, one of them. Yeah. One, of those, one of the races. The Wigs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, real far. <laughs> now you're getting canceled. Okay. Yeah. I, I just said what they were. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> um, but the point being that, like, you know, once we both started back at work, you know, when we weren't working and we were on leave, it was very easy to just be like, yeah, we're not going to watch TV. Yeah. But after a full day of work, we start defaulting to that. Oh, I just really need to watch TV for a few minutes. And so, like, you know, during the day, we don't get to interact much with Charlie. In the evenings, we feel like we need to decompress by watching TV uh, and so we'll start saying things like, well, one time, she's not going to remember one time. But when you start to accumulate many yep. of those one times, suddenly, you know, you've trained also now your daughter mm -hmm. to believe that the only way to relax is watching TV. Yep. And so like being intentional about like, okay, now, since the weather has been a little nicer uh, and it's not balls ass cold outside, mm -hmm. we'll bundle up Charlie. Must and be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, in fair, it's 45 degrees. It's yeah, not but I mean, like Chicago hasn't been that at all. So. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Is it cold in Chicago? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. There's a, there's a lake, lots of wind. Geography. <laughs> We're going to finish up this episode playing GeoGuessr. <laughs> I didn't know how to respond to that. Yeah, I guess, Sorry, I guess that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but like... Um, we started doing like after we log off, we put our work phones in our offices, close the mm -hmm. office doors. And then we go out on a walk because it's our way of like unzipping the work version of yeah. ourselves and like leaving it somewhere. It, you know, normally you get that decompression on the drive. Right. But since you don't, we don't. Yeah. The walk down the stairs doesn't exactly help me get <laughs> off work in that way. Um, but, you know, trying and, and telling ourselves like hey, this could be a form of relaxation, right? Mm -hmm. So as we've started getting into the habit of it, we're finding like, holy crap, we, it's really enjoyable to talk to each other about something that's not, hey, the baby's poop was this weird shade of green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like the only, I've said the word poop and nipple, like <laughs> in the same oh, sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too many times. So like, remembering, you know, yeah, yeah, what it is to be human and like, engaging in those paradigm shifts, being more intentional, mm -hmm. being more present, like it, you have to actively yeah. think it. And it is exhausting yeah. to have to do because every, it's almost like fighting every instinct that you have. Right. Yeah. And everything just wants to go to the veg state. Doesn't want to like, to your point, we we've trained ourselves as a society. If that's what we do, you eat dinner, you sit down in front of a TV, you do these things. And Kayla's so much better than I am with it. I'm like, let's play a game. Let's play cards. Let's we can't go for a walk right now because it's freezing out. But you know, when the summer comes, we're never home. We're never watching TV because we're so exhausted. We hit the bed. And one of our pastors says this of like this idea of giving your all doing your things. Like you should be exhausted when you hit your bed, not because you sat and watched TV or scrolled on Instagram or did any of those things. And yeah, the habit conversation is an interesting one. There's a book called Tiny Habits that breaks down all these little things of how he built habits. And basically like, he's like, Hey, I want to get more in shape, but it's like going to the gym and doing all this other stuff seems like a big thing. So he's like, so every time I pee, every time I go pee, I'm going to do three pushups. That's it. And he goes, how many times did I do three pushups? He goes, I wouldn't just stop at three. I'd do five or 10. 
And he's like, then I realized how many times I was going pee. And he's like, well, it's fine. Then I, I add more to it or do whatever. And then he has like, he, all he had to do was floss one tooth. He's like, well, you're not going to just get floss and do one tooth. He's like, but if I had just, I didn't want to do it. I was, uh, I don't want to do this. I would do one tooth and that would be my win because that was my tiny habit that I was trying to do. And that's the positive side of it. But with the same thing is you can use that exact same mentality with the, I'm just going to do it once, but we get that dopamine, we get whatever we need from it. That's then the habit that sits in. It's a lot easier to cruise into a bad habit because we're not pushing against that discomfort, right? The getting comfortable with discomfort. We're actually like sitting and just like, you know what? This is comfortable. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to do my thing. And we don't want to push a little harder because it just takes a little more work and I'm just tired and I don't want to deal with it. Right. But there is definitely the benefit that comes from that. Yeah. It boils down to no regrets. <laughs> just these two, maybe Hashtag love no bucket, colon, no regrets. <laughs> All right. We've been talking for like an hour now and I'm, we could probably talk for another hour, but you have a child and I, my stomach what? is literally. <laughs> what did you say I have? <laughs> um, so thanks for sitting down. Thanks for letting me crowd your, your place. We'll have to get a picture of the fun setup. So you'd be like, this is what, what happened here. Um, one thing I'm going to, I've been closing out all of these episodes or that I'm starting to close out these episodes with the interview. Obviously I didn't tell you this on purpose yeah. beforehand Lovely, Love that. was this so idea of like a final call to purpose. So my old church in Minnesota and our current church now has this idea of when they finish the message, it's, they call it the big, so what, like of everything here, the pastor in Minnesota said, if you forget everything else I said in the message, this is what you need to take away with it. So if you think about <clears throat> this, like big, so what moment, what's one thing that you want people that are listening to this to kind of walk away with it, whether it's something from the episode or just something else that's on your mind. If you had to say like, here's a sentence or two of like, this is what I want people to walk away with. Holy cow. It never, well, see, I want to add qualifiers because, but yeah. it never hurts you to love someone. <laughs> I think I think that's what it boils down to, right? Yeah. Um I think it's fulfilling to love, right? And the worst that can happen is you make someone else's life just a little bit better. So, do that. Yeah. Just love. Love it. Thanks so much. <laughs>